the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome. You are listening to Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston, New England's oldest African-American church. Hope and Faith Ministry features the inspirational sermons of my father, Dr. Wesley Roberts, Senior Pastor at People's Baptist Church. We're so glad you're here. Dr. Roberts has a powerful message of hope and love for your life and mine. Now enjoy this broadcast of Hope and Faith Ministry, brought to you from People's Baptist Church of Boston. The title of the message today is Keys to Thriving in Times of Uncertainty. I'm fairly certain that many of you listening to this message today would agree that we are living in uncertain times. We hear often about alternative facts, fake news, white lies, ever-changing views of truth, and increasing incivility in speech and behavior. If that was not bad enough, our children are being massacred with semi-automatic weapons of mass destruction and our nation's leaders don't seem to know what to do. This past week, a 22-year-old female medical student was stabbed to death while studying in the Winchester, Massachusetts Public Library. We're beginning to feel that no one is safe anymore from harm and danger. And we wonder, where and when will this all end? In addition to what is happening in our society, we have to face questions such as, what do you do when you have had dreams, hopes, and plans that seem to get nowhere? Whether from a failed marriage, chronic illness, financial problems, unemployment, or physical handicap, we can feel that there is little left for us to live for. But despite, and despite your best efforts, you feel a sense of hopelessness about the future. But the good news I bring to you today is that in spite of our present circumstance, in spite of all that is going on in our country, in spite of what is going on in our lives and the lives of our families, God is still God and can do exceedingly abundantly more for us than we can ever ask or imagine. He can help us to not just survive times of uncertainty, but to thrive beyond our greatest expectation. In Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 through 8, the Apostle Paul gives us four keys that will enable us to thrive in times of uncertainty or in hard times. They're very simple, yet difficult to apply. 
The first is worry about nothing. Worry about nothing. Philippians 4, 6a says, Don't worry about anything. Now that's easier said than done. It's no sweat to say it, but as soon as you have finished saying it, you start worrying about something. <laughs> we not only have our personal worries, but we worry about what's happening in our community in, in, um, in, in Washington, D.C. and all across this country. Now some of us get up in the morning to an alarm clock, as I did this morning at about 3.15. We don't get up to a comfort clock, but it's an alarm clock. And the first, things, first thing we do is turn on the news, which tells us about the problems in our country and a half dozen other places around the world. You sit down to breakfast and you read the newspaper, which is full of bad news. You get in the car and on your way to work, you listen to talk radio, and that's really bad news. <laughs> it's no wonder then that some of us are stressed out by the time we get to work. Worry doesn't change anything. As someone has said, it's doing without doing. There is no such thing as a born warrior. Worry is a learned response. You learned it from your parents, you learned it from your peers, you learned it from experience, and in a sense that is good news. Because if worry is learned, then it means that we can unlearn it. So how do you unlearn worry? Listen to the words of Jesus in Matthew chapter 6 and verse 34. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough troubles of its own. He's saying, in other words, don't open your umbrella until it starts raining. Don't worry about tomorrow. Today is the tomorrow you worried about yesterday. Don't do that. So the key to thriving in times of uncertainty, in times of stress, is to live one day at a time. So don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow may never come. Just focus your attention on today. Focus on today's issues and, and problems. But Paul says, don't worry about anything. But the second key is, pray about everything. Pray about everything. Philippians 4, 6, again. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Oh, someone may, may say, I really don't have time to pray. Now, if you use the time you spend worrying for praying time, then you would find adequate time to pray. 
You see, if you prayed as much as you worried, you would have a whole lot less to worry about. In fact, you don't even need to add any praying time to your schedule. Just pray when you used to worry, and you will have plenty of time for prayer. Paul says, pray about everything. Not just some things, but everything. Some people think God uh, is only interested in the religious side of their lives, whether they go to church or not, whether they're praying or not, whether they are good to their neighbors or not. But God is interested in things like your car payments, your school fees, your, your rent, your, your health, your relationships, your job, your children in school and, and um, their protection. He is interested in every detail of your life and mine. He has even the hairs of our head numbered. The God who made every thumbprint, the God who made every voice print unique, the God who made every snowflake unique, has no problem handling the details of your life and mine. There's nothing you cannot pray about if it's worth worrying about, is worth praying about. There's nothing insignificant in your life to God. We can pray about anything and everything. Paul says, tell God what you need. In the, in the New International Version, it says, pray with petition. What does this mean? It simply means that when you go before God, you should be very specific about what you want him to do. See, a lot of people pray vague prayers, and so they never get any answers. They pray things like, God bless me, or God bless so-and-so. But what is a blessing? Can you define what a blessing is? You see, sometimes a problem is a blessing. Is that what you're praying for? I don't think so. But you need to be specific. Tell God exactly what's on your, on your mind, what's on your heart, and he will understand. But you need to name, name your problem uh, to him. Let him know what your needs are. Peter says in 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 7, Give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares about you. You see, prayer is a tremendous release valve. People from time to time will ask me, how do I handle stress? I just turn it over to the Lord. I release it to God. I give God my worries. I don't need to stay up all night um, worrying about things which I can do nothing about. God is up all night so he can handle it far better than I can. I need sleep. He doesn't need sleep. <laughs> Peter says, give all your worries and cares, for God cares for what happens to you. I read some time ago that um, a major life insurance company did a study and discovered that if you attend church every week, you will live an average of 5.7 years longer than people who do not go 
to church. And so the question is why? I really don't know, but I'm guessing that those who go to church, such as us here today, we know something about God and how to handle our stresses by placing them on him. And so we don't have to carry all our burdens, all our worries, all, all our cares, because God has said, cast your burdens or, or cares on me and I will, I will help you. James chapter 4 and verse 2 says, you do not have because you do not ask God. So just ask God to help you with those worries, those cares, those problems, those stresses, those financial concerns that you have. Remember, no problem is too big or too small to pray about. Paul says, if you want to thrive uh, in overcoming the, the stresses of, of life, if you want to survive in the uncertain times in which we live, then here's what you do. Worry about nothing and pray about everything. Simple, of course, but it's something you have to learn over and over. But the third key to thriving in times of uncertainty or in times of stress is thank God in all Circumstances. Thank God in all circumstances. First, Tim, First Thessalonians chapter five and verse and verse eighteen says, "Always be joyful. Never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you, who belong to Christ Jesus." Whenever you pray, you should always pray with thanksgiving. Never ask God for something before you have thanked him for all that he has done for you already. The healthiest human emotion is not love, it is gratitude. People who are grateful are happy. But people who are ungrateful are miserable because nothing makes them happy. They're never satisfied. It's never good enough. So if you cultivate the attitude of gratitude in all circumstances, it will reduce a lot of stress in your, in your life. We often sing the hymn, count your blessings, name them one by one. It's a good thing for us to do that. Make a list of the things that you're thankful for. And it will surprise you what the Lord has done. In fact, one person after first service uh, gave me uh, a sheet of paper with all of the things for which she wanted to thank God for. I haven't got a chance to read them yet, but, uh, but uh, at least someone is listening to me. <laughs> so. You see, Paul, Paul does not say, give thanks for every circumstance. You see, that's often a misinterpretation that you hear some preachers um, uh, on television or in pulpits across this country. They say, give thanks for everything. But that is not what the verse is saying. You see, 
people who um, who tell you to give thanks for everything have a really strange understanding of how life works. You have a flat tire, and they say, thank God. You are in a car accident, and they say, praise the Lord. But, friends, be serious. That's loony Christianity, not biblical Christianity. Paul says, be thankful in all circumstances. Not for every circumstance. So what's the difference? Even out of bad, God can bring good. In every circumstance, no matter how bad it is, I am to give thanks to God. Because A, I know that he has a purpose bigger than the problem. B, he has given me the power to overcome the problem. And C, I will grow through the experience if I allow it to help me grow in Christ. In all circumstances, we are to give thanks. Even in the evil that happens in the world, I can still be thankful to God, not for the evil, but for the fact that he is greater than the problem and he is in control of the situation. If I'm not experiencing the attitude of gratitude, I'm out of the will of God. So how can I be grateful when I've lost so much, someone might say? I've lost my job, I've lost my health, I've lost my husband or my wife. How can I be thankful in that situation? You don't look to what you have lost. You look to what you have left. And you have an awful lot left because you still have life. You are alive. And you have friends and loved ones who are there to support you. So the question is, what are you taking for granted? Your health, your freedom, your relationships. In all circumstances, give thanks to God. Because gratitude gets our eyes off the problem and puts it on the positive things in your life. So I'm not to worry about anything. I'm to pray about everything. And I'm to give thanks in all circumstances. And that leads to the fourth key. Thank or think about the right things. Think about the right things. Philippians 4 and verse 8. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. You don't spend time thinking about all the bad things happening in the world that will only make you miserable. You see, if you want to reduce stress, the level of stress in your life, you have to change the way you think. Whatever you put in your brain is what's going to come out. It's like a computer. Garbage in and garbage out. Whatever you feed into your mind, whatever you think about is going to come out in your life in some way. 
The way you think determines the way you feel, and the way you feel determines the way you act. So Paul says, if you want to change your life, you need to change what you are thinking about. He tells us to think about the things that are true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Does that describe the typical movie or soap opera? Does that uh, describe the things that you see on Google? You see, most typical movies or soap operas and the things that you read in the newspapers are the exact opposite of what Paul is saying. Quite often, good news is not news. It's the bad news that you hear about. Paul says, fill your mind with things that are true, noble, pure, right, lovely, and admirable. Choose to think about the right things. Focus on the positive and immerse yourself in the word of God to find out what heaven has to say about your situation. Why? Because the root cause of stress is the way you choose to think. You can take two, two people, put them in the exact same situation. One of them will fall apart, collapse emotionally, and the other will handle it with no problems. So obviously, the problem is not the circumstance or the situation, it is our response. It's how we are viewing it. It's our perspective on the situation, how we are interpreting life. And that's our choice. How we are choosing to look at the problems that are are in our lives will determine whether we will be stressed out or not. Your problem is really not your problem. It is how you choose to respond to your problem. That is a problem. You have to think about it the right way. Proverbs 23 and verse 7 says, As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So what do you think about? What dominates your mind? Whatever you think about most is what you're becoming. We always move toward what we are focusing on. If you want to become like Christ, then you focus on Christ. You read his word, you think about about him and all that he means to you. Fill your mind with the scriptures and you will discover that things look different altogether when you have the mind of Christ um, with respect to the problems that you have. So what is the result of doing these things? That is, worry about nothing, pray about everything, thank God in all circumstances, and keep your mind on the right things, the result is God's peace. Look at verse 7. If you do this, you will experience God's peace, which is far more wonderful than the human mind can understand. His peace will keep your thoughts and your hearts quiet and at rest as you trust in Christ Jesus. What a guarantee. Oh, he's guaranteeing us peace of mind. 
Have you noticed that that is what everybody seems to be looking for, peace of mind. It's amazing the things that people will try just to find peace of mind. They will try yoga and crystals and therapy and fad diets, books, seminars, tapes. They run from one thing to the next, from one counselor to the next, looking for peace of mind. But the Bible says that God's peace is a gift to his children. And it can't be explained, it can't be duplicated, and it can't be fabricated. It's a divine gift to us who know the Lord Jesus Christ. So how do I get that kind of peace of mind that keeps my heart at peace when I'm under pressure? That keeps me calm in the crisis, that gives me strength in the storm, that helps me to be thankful in times of uncertainty? How do I get that kind of peace? The key is to be found in the last phrase of verse 7. As you trust in Christ Jesus. It's a relationship. If you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, then you can ask him right now to come into your life to forgive you of your sins and to give you his peace. So when you are trusting in Christ... He keeps you at peace when everything else wants to make you stressed out. What has you worried this, this, this today? Your health, your finances, your relationships, your children, your career, your marriage, your singleness. What is it that keeps you worried? You see, if you will take these steps given to us by Paul in Philippians chapter 4, 6 through, through, through 8, then you will discover that life can be something beautiful, that you don't have to spend your time worrying about things which you can't do anything about. You can find the peace of God which transcends all human understanding. This is a peace that makes, that difficulties cannot destroy. It's a peace that trials cannot trouble. It's a peace that obstacles cannot overcome, that fear cannot frustrate. It's a peace that can relax your nerves, can dissolve your doubts, can calm your emotions, which can provide a song in the darkest of nights. This peace will bring comfort to your soul in times of sorrow and grief. It will add value to your friendships. It will strengthen, uh, strengthen your testimony. And it will bring joy to your life. It will help you to face the unfaceable. To bear the unbearable. To endure the unendurable. And to accept the unacceptable. Then you will be able to say with the hymn writer, When peace like a river attendeth my way, When sorrows like sea billows roll, Whatever my lot, thou hast taught me to say, It is well, it is well with my soul. Amen. <laughs> 
Thank you for joining us here at Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston. We pray that you have been touched and inspired by today's message. People's Baptist Church is a Christ-centered, caring church located at 134 Camden Street at the corner of Camden and Tremont Streets. Our Sunday services are at 8 a.m. and at 1045 a.m. You can reach us at 617-427-0424. Come visit us in person or on the web at www.pbcboston.org. And tune in every Saturday morning at 1030 for another inspiring message of hope and faith. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.